welcome to Tea Fairy Storytime. I'm going to jump right into Molly and Grania, the Seven Foot Long Dog by Gail Nodestein. Today we are reading chapter 14. Tomorrow we will read chapter 15, which is the final chapter, and then we will read the first chapter of the second book. It's just an excerpt from Cowboy Tales, and I'm super excited to be able to share a little bit of that book as well and uh, complete this one. All right, um, without further ado, you can buy this book on Amazon in uh, eBay, or I'm sorry, ebook form, paperback or a hardback copy. And here we go, chapter 14. It was finally here, the day that Grania and I had trained for had come. 11 months of consistent work was going to pay off today. Grania was going to be a canine good citizen. Our test was at 9 a.m. at the NRG Stadium in Houston. I jumped down of bed 30 minutes before the alarm went off. Grania acted as energized as I felt. She had kissed me awake while it was still dark. I guess she was eager to get this test done as I was. After a quick shower and a hurried breakfast for both the humans and the dog, we were on our way. Grania was usually very calm in the car, but today she paced back and forth on the back seat during the entire ride into Houston. I hoped she would calm down a little before her test. She needed to be calm today. If not, she would never pass. I asked her to come up one row and sit with me. She finally calmed enough to lie down and let me rub her belly. I spent the rest of the tip trips stroking her belly, ears, and under her chin. This motion soothed both of us. By the time my father pulled into a parking spot at the stadium, Grania and I were back to our normal selves, calm and completely in tune with one another. We're here, Grania, I said out loud. Goods, let's get this show on the road. I was going to limit her cartoon time. She sounded like a cartoon character. I chuckled to myself. My parents, Grania, and I made our way into the huge stadium. There were hundreds of people scattering through the parking lot. It was even worse inside the stadium. It looked like every kid and adult from all over the state of Texas came to test their dogs on the same day. We checked in at a crowded booth and found the ring where Grania would take her test. Ring 10 was on the far side of the stadium from where we had checked in. On the way, we saw dogs of every size and breed. Most were purebred, but there were also quite a few mixed breeds. It was great to see that so many people took their pet's behavior seriously. At our ring, there were six other dogs with their handlers. It shocked me to see that we would test with three other wolfhounds. The dog handlers hurried over to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Tierney, and this is my pretty girl, Kiwi. Tierney's dog was the cutest little beagle. Her tiny little face looked to have a permanent smile. I wanted to pick her up and smother her face in kisses. Tierney looked to be about my age, 11 or 12. Hi, Tierney, I'm Molly, and this big girl is Grania. Grania, even ever the show-off, did a play bow when she heard her name. That brought lots of laughter from all the people crowded around the ring. The next person introdu to introduce herself was a redhead like me. She was a teenager, about 17 or 18. Hi, I'm Kathy, and this is my dog, Bella. Bella was a beautiful boxer with a spark of mischief in her eye. I could tell she would have been a challenge to train. Hi, Kathy, we're Molly and Grania. My show-off bowed again. Grania, stop it. You always have to be the center of attention. 
I was frantically sending thoughts Grania's way. We needed to appear as normal and a kid and her dog. They loves me. <laughs> Sometimes that dog tried my patience. Katie petted Grania and laughed at her attention stealing. By the way, I love your red hair, she laughed. Mine is kind of strawberry blonde. Yours is true red. I love it, and your mother's hair too. Thank you. I really wish my hair wasn't so bright red. I feel like I look like a stoplight. Don't let anyone tell you it isn't beautiful. Just wait a couple of years. With your beautiful skin and that red hair, I'd be surprised if you don't get offers to model. You have the height, too. I thanked her, but didn't feel like I was the person she was talking about. I always felt gawky and too tall and skinny to be nice looking. I wouldn't hold my breath waiting for that modeling contract. Next, we had another girl of about 14 or 15. She had a beautiful German Shepherd dog that looked at her constantly and hung on her every word. I'm Tara and this is Kasha. We just moved to Houston a few months ago from Iowa. I'm Molly and this is Grania. We moved from Houston to cut, or to cut and shoot a few years ago. Now we are getting ready to leave and travel for a few years. Tara answered, that sounds exciting. Why will you be traveling? My parents' job. That's part of the reason that I worked on Grania's CGC training. I wish my parents had jobs that caused them to travel. I'm stuck here in Houston, the new kid in school. I felt sympathy for Tara. I had been suffering the same fate for the past two years. I told her I knew what she was going through and wished her luck, both in the ring and in school. Well, good luck. I hope Grania comes through with flying colors. You too. I hope that Kasha aces the test. Tara and Kasha went to take their seats to wait for their turn to test. A stocky young boy came up and stuck his hand out for me to shake. Hi, I'm Jimmy and this is Rose. Jimmy was one of the most beautiful Irish wolfhounds, or I'm sorry, Rose was one of the most beautiful Irish wolfhounds that I'd ever seen. She had the softest eyes and her entire aura was one of calm and love. She was a true ambassador for the breed. Grania sat and looked at Rose adoringly. He hadn't seen another wolfhound since she came to, since he, she came to live with me. I asked Grania, do you like that girl? She looks a lot like you, but bigger and a little older. She's what you'll grow up to be, hopefully. I loves her. I wish she had been my mama pup. Grania looked sad. As if she knew that Grania had said what Grania had said to me, Rose leaned over and gave Grania a sweet, brief kiss right on the nose. What a wonderful dog she was. She must have said something to Grania because suddenly Grania looked happy. Funny, I couldn't hear anything that Rose said or anything that Grania might have said to Rose. I was going to think about this a little later. Jimmy kept his hand on Rose's head. It was as if he couldn't be separated from her for a moment. I could understand. Rose was really special, even more special than any other wolfhound that I had met. She was almost magical in the ener energy she gave off. Jimmy reminded me of one of the little rascals that I watched on TV. He looked like a fighter. His dirty blonde hair was messy, and his clothes were slightly out of whack, like he had been wrestling with his dog a few minutes before. I knew he had probably been all dressed up when he left his house. He looked like the boy that would drive his mother crazy trying to keep him looking neat. It was hard for me to figure out how such a tough and tumble boy would have trained such a mellow dog. There was more to this boy than met the eye. The next wolfhound trainer came up and said, I'm Lane, and this is Finley. We just started training a few months ago. I hope he does well. Lane was about my age, but he was small. I felt like he needed a little confidence. 
Grania and I have been training a few months too. I'm sure that you will both do well. Look at how well he's sitting next to Grania. Finley was an enormous male wolfhound. He was almost a head taller and heavier than my girl. He appeared to be a little older too. Grania and Finley looked like they were having a conversation. Grania was staring intently into Finley's eyes and Finley was moving his head back and forth like he was explaining something to her. I couldn't hear what they were saying either. It looked like I could only hear Grania if she was talking to me. How strange. The last handler to come up and introduce himself was a young man named Billy. He also had a male Irish wolfhound. His dog was the same color as Grania. They looked very much alike. He looked like a large male version of my dog. This handsome guy is Will Wheaton. I burst out laughing. Really? It's easy to tell that you are a Trekkie. That's a perfect name for a hound. The young man looked pleased with himself. You could tell that he had thought long and hard about what to name his dog. I really liked it. All the handlers were so nice. I was so happy to have met so many other people with hounds, and I loved the other dogs too. The best thing of all is no headache so far. Grania and I sat with my parents and watched as one by one each dog and handler went through their paces. Since all the dogs had already passed the part where they had to have no reaction to another dog, test eight was a given. Every dog in our group had actually acted perfectly with the other dogs. When Grania's turn came, she made me proud. When the tester took her brush and brushed Grania, the dog went into heaven mode and almost purred as the woman ran the brush over her. There would never be a day when Grania would not love being brushed. It was one of her favorite things. Grania didn't react when the tester walked up to her. She sat and stayed down and played perfectly. Her leash, or stayed perfectly. Her leash walking was the same as always. She aced it. Off lead, Grania came immediately when called. Of course, she was singing the entire time. She was running back to me. Grania is the good girl. He's smart and pretty too. La 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 la. My dog was getting a big head, but it made me grin. This made her even more determined to be the best. I really didn't know where she had gotten her attitude, but I was happy that she was so confident about the poor start that she had had as a puppy. It goes to show that a little love goes a long way. Sometimes it can go a very long way. Grania ignored all distractions because she was busy asking me when I was going to give her some of the treats that I had stashed in my pocket. It's hard to get distracted when your entire focus is on a conversation about food. Grania was a food hound. As far as handing the leash to someone else, my little social butterfly just looked at the woman on the other end of the leash and began asking her questions. Hi, does you have, have to be treats? Does you loves me? Does you have the puppy? I don't even think Grania noticed I was gone. Wait a minute, why could I hear Grania talking to the woman that was giving the tests? but not when she talked to the other dogs. Was it just that I could hear her talk to humans, but not dogs? Or did she have some sort of stealth mode that she could turn on and off so that I couldn't hear her conversations? Boy, if this were true, I was in big trouble. I needed to figure this out. Who could I ask? It wasn't like I could go on the internet and get answers. Well, this is a new wrinkle. And that is the end of chapter 14. If you are liking Molly and Grania, the seven-foot-long dog by Gail Nodestein, you can start all the way over again at chapter one on this podcast. Um, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. 
I think that that's it. There might be other locations as well that I don't know about. Um, you can find Tea Fairy and Friends Story Times and Adventures on YouTube and on Facebook. There's a page and a group, and those are typically picture books. As far as adventures go, I take adventures with my giant dog, who is a Newfoundland named Trinity. And I sometimes film those adventures and put them on the YouTube channel and then share them to the Facebook page. The Facebook group is specifically for authors who have sent me books, either picture books or chapter books, to share with you all. Um, the picture books stay on the Facebook page or Facebook group and YouTube channel, whereas the um, chapter books, I share the first chapter on the visual um, channels and then I share the rest of the chapter book here on the uh, podcast. <laughs> My brain is not working so well today. Um, we have one more day of this book, the final chapter, chapter 15, and then we will read the first chapter, just kind of a sample of the second book in the uh, Molly and Grania Adventures series, which is called Cowboy Tales, like a dog's tale. Um, also, of course, written by Gail Nodestein. And then I will be taking a two-week break from doing live podcasts, but you can always go back over the podcasts that I've already read and listen to them and re-listen to this entire book if you wanted. Uh, in fact, I do encourage people to go buy a copy of the book or um, download it and read along with the podcast. I think that that's a great way of encouraging literacy. And I just want to remind you all that reading is nourishment to your mind and your soul, just as food is nourishment to your body. So please try to read every day. All right, guys, that's it for me for today. Um, Join me tomorrow for the final chapter, and I hope that you guys all have a lovely day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye!